Hello everyone and welcome to One Control War Podcast, episode 152. Benjamin Yoder here today to talk about video games and I have some great news. This weekend I played some Senrikigura Peach Beach Splash and you might be wondering why is that good news because <laughs> finding multiplayer games for Senrikigura Peach Beach Splash is a very difficult thing. <laughs> uh, the community died pretty dang fast after that game came out and uh, I, I really liked the game. If you don't know what Peach Beach Splash is, uh, it's basically like a, in some ways it's like a third person shooter. You know, it's been based off the Senrikigura series, so it is very like, you know, fan servicey and stuff like that. But it's all about like having these water jetpacks and these water guns. So you have like this resource pool that you use for both management or movement and, and shooting and things like that. So it's got like the, kind of this interesting balance. There's a really fast pace to it. Uh, it has some some fun game modes uh, uh, as well. Uh, but the hard thing was just finding people to play because even when I, I picked up the game pretty soon after launch and the community was pretty dang dead, pretty dang quick. Um, so it was really hard to find online games. And so what I was doing uh, in, in kind of the latter days of me playing PHP Splash is I'd get home from work, uh, turn the game on, go into matchmaking and leave the game in, in matchmaking for, you know, four hours and maybe I'd get a game or two in that night. Um, it was not very, uh, consistent or promising. Um, so there were a couple of groups that tried to organize some PHP splash sp- sessions. Um, and I had thought that they all died off, but apparently, uh, anime esports is still going. So, so someone from that community, uh, posted in the XSeed discord, which I started following that discord because I saw they had a PHP splash. Uh, splash uh multiplayer game night in their community so i started following them and found this other person who was doing this anime esports stuff and they're like every friday at 7 p.m we try to play and so you know we didn't get a lot of people it was about you know including me about four people but that's enough to make somewhat of a competitive game uh and you can add cpus and stuff but uh you know the cpus are not they're they're basically fodder at that point and they can kind of break the balance of some modes you know if you're like if you're doing like team deathmatch or something like that the cpus are just easy points so if one team has a cpu and the other one doesn't then the other team's at a significant disadvantage uh that and and the game's not very balanced for multiplayer if you if you haven't played the single player stuff yet so sometimes somebody will be like oh i bought php splash or or you know I, I i bought it but never played it but i want to join in on the multiplayer they go online and you every, they have all level one equipment all level one characters so they basically are almost completely useless and it's not their fault um but whenever you see one join you're like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> the balance has been shifted uh so yeah it's it's just an unfortunate way of how that game's designed but um they said they play every friday at seven o'clock uh pacific time 10 10 p.m eastern time so so i'm gonna see if i can check in uh more often because i do really want to play more peach beach splash it was just very difficult to find people to do so um i did join their their more uh out, like i was when I first joined with them, it was through the Exceed community, but then I uh, joined their more specific Discord, and apparently they have uh, uh, or try to arrange multiplayer stuff for Tokyo Ghoul Exist Archive. Is that what it's called? It, no, Exist Something. Tokyo Ghoul Exist Something, uh, which I was interested in that game. I just never got around to it just because it wasn't really important enough. I don't know if I'll still get around to it. They're apparently actively playing it in multiplayer, so that's kind of appealing. Um, and then they also have Fatal Bullet, but apparently they're playing the Switch version of Fatal Bullet, and I played the PS4 version, so... We'll see if uh, anything works out there. But last time I played Fatal Bullet, there were people playing online. Um, so so I, I'm not really too concerned about that. But it's, it's interesting to see this group of people, you know, trying to arrange competitive games in these 
games that are mostly dead. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, like PHP Slash never really had a community. And so it's, it's fun that some people are trying to keep it going. We'll, we'll see though. Like Friday is typically my um, play multiplayer session with, with the people that I usually play God Eater with. Uh, but the multiplayer games for that group has been kind of up in the air. We picked up Uncharted 4, but we haven't really done anything with that. Um, and then we're also looking at some free to play game on Steam. Uh, and then also, um, uh, apparently Fantasy Star Nova, you can kind of play it online now. There's this um, service called X-Link Kai. I don't know how long it's been around. Maybe it's been around a long time. But X-Link Kai apparently has PlayStation's Vita support. So you can basically do a fake local multi thing. If, if you ever use like Ad Hoc Party on PS3, it basically does that where you just hook your Vita up. And it's like, I'm on a local connection with other Vitas, but you're actually on the internet. Um, so that actually is very promising. I would be really interested in playing through Fantasy Star Nova. The only thing is, is I think Fantasy Star Nova is a fan translated, or I think Fantasy Star Nova has a fan translation. And, um, I have not hacked my PlayStation Vita TV at this point. So I don't know if I want to do that or not. It depends. If it's just like menus and stuff, I can probably get by it without too much trouble. Um, but if it's like a full translation of the game, that's very appealing to kind of finally bite the bullet and hack my PlayStation TV. Uh, the only thing is that I always get super nervous about hacking my primary console when I have like an account associated with it. Cause I would worry about like my account getting banned or, or something like that. And, and, you know, I know for most people that doesn't seem to happen, but you know, I have a plate, like I've bought a lot of things on my PlayStation network account and I wouldn't want to lose that, you know? So we'll see. I will, I will, I will balance it. We'll, we'll at least try to make sure it works first and foremost, I think, uh, at least test it out. But that, that is a, a appealing proposition that that would be probably my next, my next major want in terms of our, our, uh, multiplayer group is if we can get Fantasy Star Nova working, I would love to go ahead and play through that because, you know, we can play Fantasy Star Online too. But Star Online 2 just has so much content. It's a live game. It never ends. And I like games that end. Like, like I, at this point in my life, I need video games to end. So, so yeah, it's it's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll play some more Star Online 2 someday, but it's just difficult to, to justify it. Especially when I'm, like, always lingering about wanting to play Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 11 more and things like that. Um, I did make good on my promise to buy Kududen Cafe. So if you don't know, G Mode has been putting out their mobile games on Switch. Old, old, like mid-2000s mobile games, I believe. Uh, so for like flip phones and things like that. So I did pick up Kududen Cafe. And it's a, you know, as I thought, it's a pretty simple puzzle game. You know, it's basically just this game where you like rotate these little food items and you try to get three in a row. And then uh, it's like a cafe base. So there's like a certain number of orders you need to put in. So you need like this many donuts, this many cups of coffee things like that um and so it's pretty simple it's very cute i will say i'm really impressed by the quality of the sound the reason why is because like you know being a mobile phone game i would expect the the sound to be you know like a low bit rate for for you know space saving purposes and maybe it was when on the original release but the the music that's on this this collection is like really high quality so i'm, I'm guessing they maybe just had the original composition sitting around which is Really cool if they, if they put that in place. But uh, yeah, basically, there's just these little um, these little food items that you just kind of spin around. You can spin around right or left. And then, you know, if they line up multiples, they kind of combo and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break a lot of them at once. Uh, then sometimes we'll run into, like, these flashing food items. And then those will, like, delete all of that particular item off the screen. So if you get, like, a flashing coffee cup, you know, it'll remove all the coffee cups, cups from the screen, essentially. And there's three different modes. There's the uh, cafe mode. Uh, uh, breakfast mode 
and then there's the bar mode and each one's kind of a little bit different so the cafe mode when you spin the the um the items it basically will rotate it completely so so it'll always return back to the position it started but if it hits any of the three matches while it's spinning it'll stop and do that three match but otherwise if you spin something that doesn't match it'll just return to the exact same spot it was originally and then the breakfast mode when you rotate it it just rotates it everything you know once counterclockwise or 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 clockwise depending on which direction you choose so that way you can kind of you know set up combos a lot easier and then uh finally the bar mode you just have a very wide um uh rotation space so you basically rotate instead of four squares you rotate i'm not gonna i'm the math whatever the one the one in the center stays in place and then everything surrounding it uh, uh basically spins i found that mode to be a lot easier the bar one it just for some reason it seems to line up more often than than usual and i'll tell you right now i'm terrible at puzzle games i'm terrible at like looking at combos and figuring those out and so reality is is like once i started getting to the harder stages of this game uh i kind of just sat there and spun stuff you know randomly like i would try to look for things that would be you know three combos or whatever but, but I basically just kind of move the cursor around and just spin stuff most of the time. And it sometimes works out, but as the game gets harder and harder, it's definitely um, not something that is is working as, as easily. So you do get items as well uh, that you kind of build up over time. So you can like freeze uh, time. So you, don't, you usually only have like three to five minutes to complete a stage. You can freeze it so you have longer time. Uh, you have ones that I think can change the types of food items on the board. So you can change, you know... Um, this one item to all coffee cups or something like that. I believe that's how it works. So, so you collect these items and you can basically continue to carry them and then use them on whatever mission you want to. Uh, I think your inventory can get full though, so it is like good to go ahead and use them as you get them. If you start getting a full inventory, I think you might have a maximum of nine that you can carry. Um, so, so yeah, but it's cute. It's fun. It's got the poppin' music uh, artist who did some of the character art. There's a lot of like fun little sprites and things like that. The music's pretty good too really enjoy it um I, I forget how much it was i just happened to have uh some nintendo points already on my japanese account to pay for it um so i went ahead and just bought it with the, the points i already have but i'm guessing it's probably fairly cheap i i probably would pay no more than a handful of dollars for it maybe like a couple bucks would be the more more you know more if i think about like the value specifically maybe about two dollars is about right but i i would probably pay more anyways uh, even if I did look at the price and what it was, but, but yeah, it's, a, I'm just glad somebody is trying something like this. It's very cool. Uh, they have, uh, three right now, I believe, including that RPG that I'm not going to get. I did buy the second one they put out. It was like this, uh, this puzzle game with this bear. So I bought that, but I haven't checked it out yet. I'm, I'm going to focus on Kudadin Cafe for now and then, uh, and then work on the other ones later. This weekend, I also played through some more Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I think for now, I'm going to go ahead and stop playing more of that, basically at the 30-hour mark, which, you know, I would like to be further than that this by this time of the year, but the reason I stopped is because I probably put about 20 hours in the last couple weeks here, um, or at least since I did that stream uh, a while back ago, and I and I unlocked my scale, and I, I've made good progress on the game, um, so, so, you know, I've... I have I have put a foothold on that game now. I, I'm not at the point where I'm just like kind of you know scraping weight the little bits. I, I I have established my presence in that game, and you know still got a long way to go. I'd say maybe I'm a third of the way through the game. I expect it to be close to at least, you know, even if I rush through this thing, you know, 
closer to 90 hours. But the reality is, is this game really requires you to do side content. It's not really a game you can just go do the story content with. I mean, you can, and then basically what you do is you just fail the missions over and over and over again. And I don't know if there's a limit on it, but they will like reduce the level requirement for the mission if you fail enough. Um, but you know, I don't want to just abuse the game <laughs> just to get through it. Uh, that and the side content has a lot of where the main story is, uh, really building relationships with your party members is where a lot of that core plot comes from. Um, so you got to go and like, you know, p party with basically every member. Will I do every member of the party? I don't know about that. Um, but you know, I just want to hit some of the, the major story players and then some of my personal favorites. I like HB a lot. I like fog a lot. Um, you know, I'll finish up, uh, some of the more, uh, main story specific characters like Lau, Gwyn, and Arena, things like that. Um, but the main reason I kind of want to stop playing now is, uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles, um, Definitive Edition's coming up uh, at the end of this month. I went ahead and pre-ordered my copy, so I have that, should be coming in, but, you know, with, with how things are with the coronavirus who can say, um, you know, when that delivery will arrive. I've, I've had generally good luck with packages, with the exception of one package I sent overseas, which got lost in the mail, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so so when that comes out, I'm, I'm really going to probably invest a lot of time into Future Connected immediately, uh, just because I'm kind of curious. I, I want to see where, how they, I assume they're going to try to connect Future Connected uh, to how Xenoblade Chronicles 2 ended. So so I'm curious to see, you know, how that plays out. And, and you know, I, I kind of wanted to just take a little bit of a break from Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, so I have a little bit of a gap of time between uh, me playing uh, that game and jumping right into Future Connected. There were, they did say that there was going to be a new battle system, which I kind of expected given what they had shown so far. Um, but they haven't really been too clear on what that battle system is. They basically showed that the two Nopon that uh, were showed in the trailer before are a part of the battle system. And there's also like these collaboration attack with this like little small group of Nopon army kind of thing. So I'm curious to see how that turns out. Given there's like two Nopons and then, you know, obviously have uh, Shulk and Melia. I'd be curious to see if they do something that's similar to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 where they do like a partner system kind of thing. If you don't know in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Torn of the Golden Country, uh, when two characters on the field, they kind of act as one party member. So I would be curious to see if Shulk and, and like a Nopon and Melia and a Nopon like, you know, essentially act as two party members working side by side. Uh, if they try to kind of, you know, in some ways mix those battle engines together in some way, which I think would be kind of interesting. Um, you know, I personally would always prefer something completely new from Monolith Soft, but as long as they keep trying to, you know, mess with things and, and make, make a new battle system that does something different, um, or, or, you know, at the very least, you know, mixes in the best of both worlds of what Xenoblade Chronicles was and what Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was, uh, I think that's really appealing. So looking forward to that. Uh, also in the, in the, we're we're in news by by the way now if you haven't guessed but also in the the uh, the line of of changes articles here for for remakes coming out uh, so that near replicant uh, remake that's coming up they they kind of detailed some of the things they were planning on changing uh, some stuff with story things like that which I think we already knew somewhat what that would be uh, but what was probably most interesting for for me at least is that they are going to try to change parts of that game to appeal to the near automata fan base which. Um, is, <laughs> you know, I'm, if you've been around, you know, I'm not a big Nier Automata fan. It's not my favorite, uh, game. It's maybe the most disappointing game of this console generation for me. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, 
whatever. But it's actually uh, so this act change is actually probably make me more likely to pick this game up, um, just because I'm curious to see what kind of changes they make. Uh, you know, I think Nier, the original Nier is a very good game on its own. I think there's a lot of things about that game structurally that work very well that Nier Automata does not have. Um, and so basically it sounds like they're basically having Platinum come through and do some touch up on, on some of the combat stuff. They said they're going to make some of the things a bit more accessible. Uh, one thing that should be more accessible, I will say, is uh, Chapter Select. That game desperately needs a Chapter Select. Uh, because replaying that game, you know, three to five times, you know, it's cute the first time when you do it. And there's a lot of new content in that first time you replay the second half of the game. If you don't know, basically after you beat near near, you can kind of go back to the middle half of the game and you get a lot more story and kind of a different ending when you start from the middle half of the game. And then they do that two to three more times. Uh, but it's a lot less extra story. So it's a lot more repetitive stuff. Uh, so being able to do like a chapter select to more easily access that content, I think will be really good. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual changes, you know, if, if they're just changing the battle system, I'll say this. Nier's battle system works. I, I'm not going to say, I don't think it's a bad battle system. I think people give it way more crap than it should. It definitely feels just like a Zelda game to me in a lot of ways with a bit more depth to it. Um, and I will say Nier Automata's battle system was kind of dull, but it wasn't bad. It just kind of was what it was. Um, so if they go and say, we're just going to replace Nier's battle system with Automata's battle system, I don't think I'll be that offended. I would prefer in, them to improve on the older battle system rather than, you know, try to shove Automata's in there. I mean, if they can improve Automata's, cool, cool, do that. Um, but if they just basically copy and paste what they had in there, I, I don't think that's an appealing change for me at least, but for Automata fans, cool. Good on ya. Uh, so the more concern I have is when it comes to like dungeon changes. Uh, so if you don't know, Nier definitely kind of works on the, the idea of like, uh, having a variety in its dungeons and how you interact with those dungeons. I'm sure I've talked about this before, so I won't go too in-depth on it. But basically, each dungeon kind of has its own mechanic that, that's fairly unique. Uh, that, that You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's you go through the dungeon the same as you would any other dungeon, but, you know, how it's presented to you is quite a bit different. You, you can kind of see that stuff in Nier Automata, but not to the degree as, a, as it was in Nier. Um, so I think as long as they don't really touch that stuff too much... That might not be a problem, but there could be cases that if they like map an automata battle system onto Nier, uh, there's this one part of the game where you go through like a Resident Evil style mansion with like fixed camera angles and stuff like that. I wonder if like the space limitations when you're like walking down hallways and stuff and fighting in halls might be kind of uh, bad for automata battle system, which is, you know, usually requires a lot more open space. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely, um, I'm definitely not confident they'll do it right. Uh, but you know, the original Nier is still there. So so if they mess it up, then then they mess it up. And, and you know, if people want to say this is a better game, then sure, good on you. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I will check this one out, though. So I think I will go ahead and, and pick that up. And I think what I might try to do, I may not do this for the entire game, but what I might do, try to do for, for at least, like, maybe the first half of the game is kind of play the two side by side, you know, kind of progress in chunks of the game and, and, and kind of play them side by side and see how I feel about the changes they made and things like that. I think that might be kind of interesting to do, but we shall see. We shall see. Because, you know, I have all the free time in the world to go revisit old video games. <laughs> I'm sure that idea is a lot better than what the actual execution would be in terms of, like, you know, me finding the time to, to sit there and do that and be entertained the whole, whole way through. <laughs> also, finally, completely useless news story here, but I did want to take this opportunity 
uh, to talk about Dead or Alive Venus Vacation. If you don't know, I played this game a handful of years ago at this point, and they announced a new character named Patty, and they've been announcing new characters for a while now. But the reason why I just want to talk about this is that uh, I, I will continue to say this. That game has a great soundtrack. <laughs> um, honestly, like 90% of the reason why I like Venus Vacation is the, the music that's in it. Um, a lot of it comes from the DOAX3 game that came out on... Uh, uh, PS4 and Vita a while ago, but there's also like a lot of unique ones for Venus Vacation, and I, I really hope they kind of have some official soundtrack release at some point after, you know, once this game gets closer to its end and, and you know, has kind of reached its final form. Uh, the reason being is that they've been adding characters and stuff, and, and some of the trailers for them have, have new music for those characters, but I think the interest in Venus Vacation has waned a bit. Um, and I haven't seen nearly as many people like ripping the music from it anymore. So Fiona's theme got ripped a long time ago and the casino theme got ripped, but I haven't really seen it for some of the more recent characters. That being said, I don't know for sure if those more recent characters had new themes entirely. That's the hard thing is like, I've never played a DOAX game before. So maybe some of this music's just pulled from some of the previous games, but at least as far as I can tell, uh, the more recent songs in the game are, are unique. They still have like seasonal songs as well when I was playing like for new years and things like that. So so yeah, the I've, I've enjoyed what's been posted on YouTube of that game soundtrack. I would really like to play a DOAX game sometime uh, at some point in my life. I don't really know for sure which one. Uh, DOAX 2 is definitely appealing just because of the like Wave Race minigame. I'm personally a big fan of Wave Race, so seeing a, a game try to attempt to emulate that is, is kind of appealing. I don't know if it like tries to actually do wave physics or if it just does, you know, like... The, the jet girl situation where it's like, yeah, we're on jet skis, but uh, there's basically no waves and we're basically just slippery cars at this point. <laughs> um, uh, but I would be interested in, in, in checking that out eventually. I don't really know how I feel about DOAX3. Uh, I just haven't really seen like any of the mini games in it to say if it's like something that is more appealing to me over DOAX2 or something like that. So, yeah. Anyways... That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Uh, if you if you haven't noticed, this is not the podcast for the budget game collecting and things like that. Um, I think I decided that uh, I don't I don't think I'll sacrifice the weekly podcasts anymore for for the multi tap podcasts. Um, I really don't think there's any like need to per se. Obviously, it's like one less thing I have to work on for that week. Um, but I think I probably can post up, you know, this original podcast up on a Monday and then per usual put my featured podcast up on like a Tuesday, like I do along with my, my featured videos typically. So I think from this point on, you know, as, unless something happens where I can't, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and stick to the, the, I'll go ahead and stick to the weekly podcast, even if we have another podcast going up that week. So I will tell you know though if you should check your feed for an additional podcast on a on a Tuesday. So um so here I am this Sunday night recording this. <laughs> and I I think I'm largely done with the with the editing for the uh, budget podcast. The only thing is, is I got a couple of final touches I need to do. Um, I'm having some issues with noise balancing on it. If, if, if you have been listening to my podcast and any of my content for a long time, you know I have an issue with two things. Uh, my voice getting too loud and then me properly balancing it later. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to work with that. Uh, it's been a little challenging um, in this particular case because I think Keith has a similar problem to me where we both get loud from time to time uh, and I also tried some tried some new noise balancing techniques which did not work in the way that I was hoping it would um, so it didn't take out a lot of the effort that I thought I was gonna be able to take out 
uh, by using those noise balancing techniques. So I'm not really sure what to do about that. I'm not an audio guy. I just kind of do what I need to for podcasts and videos as I run into issues. So if you ever looked at my videos and like, huh, that was a weird choice you made. It's a good chance I didn't know how to do whatever you wanted me to do. Because, uh, you know, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to this editing stuff. I'm not I'm not knowledgeable on audio and video editing. So so basically for this week's podcast, uh, just to try to get it moving, I went ahead and just basically manually adjusted the audio through the entire podcast, which it is like an hour and a half long. So it was a lot of work. Um, so that I'm going to try to have that up tomorrow. Uh, so if it does come out this week, you'll see it on Tuesday. I will say that. So if it doesn't show up in your feed on Tuesday, uh, it, it will be next week. But I, I will see if I can go ahead and get it done for this Tuesday and then move forward from there. If not, you will see it next Tuesday. I'm pretty certain for that. Can't can't 100% guarantee it, but I'm like almost 99% sure you will see it next Tuesday if it doesn't show up this Tuesday. Um, otherwise, though, that's that's kind of it. Um, I haven't really finalized what the next video is going to be yet, but I'm really, really leaning towards A Wizard of Oz Beyond the Olympic Road. I do have a lot of work to do on that still, though, so it's not exactly something that's coming together super quick. The Valkyrie Revolution script is still in kind of a funky space. Um, so I think both of those videos are going to be challenges to get done uh, on a, on a timely manner. So I have been thinking of some other ideas of some shorter videos I might be able to do to kind of buy some time. Um, if, if that does get delayed a bit, um, will they be, they won't be full reviews. I can tell you that much, but I might grab some stuff I've talked about in the past, maybe not in a formal sense, but maybe just like, a, you know, randomly on my Twitter, some things that I have done some research into, but necessarily didn't turn into anything. Um, I might see if I can do something more formal with something like that. I have a couple things in mind that I might be able to do. And, you know, they're not going to be, you know, the, I don't want to say fancy, but, but they're not going to be like a full, a full, full video like you would expect. Um, or at least I would not expect them to be full, full videos. Um, but I might just cover some things that I, that I found of interest in the past and categorize it. I'd like to add some more research-related stuff on on the YouTube channel, so this might be a good opportunity to do some more bite-sized kind of research stuff rather than that, rather than the Chibi Robo project, which actually took me quite a while. Uh, it'll be pretty casual, whatever it is. So, also while I'm here, a little bit of a late bit of anime uh, conversation here. Although this is manga, actually. Uh, I was talking to Zero this weekend, and I was I was kind of curious. I was like, is there is there a manga or anime based around streaming? Like, streaming is such a thing these days. Like, there has to be. And uh, sure enough, he linked me to something called uh, the English translation seems to be, I fell in love, so I'm streaming it. Or I fell in love, so I tried live streaming it. Something like that. The actual Japanese name is Koishita no de Haishin Shite Mite. I'm great at Japanese. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I did go ahead and read some of that. It's not done yet. It's up to like chapter 27 or something like that. So I, I started reading that. It's okay. It's, it's it's pretty straightforward kind of romance thing. The live streaming part isn't really a big part of it other than just kind of a a backdrop and a um, a problem that that results in in certain interactions happening and things like that between between certain characters. So so it's not it's not bad. I I, I enjoyed it and I think I think sometimes with this kind of stuff it's it's better when the gaming stuff or or live streaming stuff you know takes a backseat. Uh, there was a series I watched a while back ago called Gamers, which sounded like it was going to be awful, um, but I ended up enjoying it quite a bit because the gaming part of it didn't really come that much into play and uh i think that's better than if you have you know people being like uh 
I think maybe the worst thing you can do for me in a game, is, or I think the worst thing you do for me in an anime is start making like real life references to video games and being like, I can handle this because I multitask in an MMO so I can play four pianos at once. I'm like, no, dude, stop. <laughs> like, please, you're killing me. Um, that kind of stuff bothers me. Uh, so having a more backdrop kind of thing, I think, you know, you know, the, the general concept is ridiculous still, but it does feel slightly more grounded in the fact that, you know, just because they're talented at some particular thing doesn't necessarily mean uh, they have some amazing skill otherwise. Admittedly, though, in like the last chapter, one of the girls does like uh, she streams like PUBG or something like that. And then so she goes to the carnival and shoots like her rifle at the, you know, little pop shop kind of kind of place where you can go shoot the targets and then she like nails everything and I'm like dude you like at least within the confines of the video game you're playing you do not have the experience of shooting a gun so <laughs> like that doesn't really apply here but it's it was minor that was one of the few cases that something like that came up so so yeah anime anyways that's gonna do it for this week thanks for coming uh, last week we streamed uh, The Bouncer. We played through that. It took about a couple hours, so I played a big chunk of that. We, I did also, I kind of scrapped the idea to stream Battle Heat just because it's kind of like a a mess of visuals, and I don't really know how appealing that would have been on, on stream. Uh, that, and I had a clip that went up last week that kind of explained what that game was. I was like, eh, rather than jump onto Battle Heat even more, uh, let's just separate this out. Uh, so I just dropped Battle Heat from the stream, and I ended up playing Goemon instead. Uh, but Goemon, honestly, uh, I did not put the effort into that game needed to to properly show anything about it. So, you know, someday I need to invest some time into that Goemon game and actually get some progress in it. Uh, at this point, though, you know, for the 30 minutes I allowed myself to play it on stream, it did not really, really do anything. Um, coming up, though, this next week is going to be Lady Cop. I think it's like Ojo Sama Sosomu or something like that. Um so we're going to go ahead and start streaming that. I did uh, see that there was an OVA that came out in the North America, actually, uh, called like Detective Late or Lady Detective or something like that. I don't know. I had to look at the name, but I went ahead and bought the OVA. Uh, so I might check that out uh, either after playing the game or, or something. Uh, it had a one-star review on eBay. So I was like, cool. <laughs> I'm sure this will be some quality content I'm going to hear. I wonder if I'll have subtitles and dubs. It was on DVD and VHS, surprisingly. I'm surprised somebody actually put it out on DVD. Uh, you know, the PCFX game came out in, like, you know, mid-90s. So uh, I don't know when the OVA came out for for it. But, yeah. So, so that's coming up for the stream. And then, uh, like I said, either this Tuesday or next Tuesday, you'll see the podcast with me and Keith. Uh, I'm still checking out some more PCFX stuff. I did play some Sparkling Feather, but I have not talked about that yet, obviously. I talked about it a little bit on Twitter if you want to go go see what I have to say about there. We'll, we'll revisit it at some point, I'm sure. I just want to put some more time into it. I put maybe about three hours into it. Apparently, it's like a 10-hour long game, according to GameFAQs, so, so we will see. Anyways, thank you so much for coming. OneControlPro.com is the website, and I hope you have a great week. Bye!